Hi, Danny. Nice to meet you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Let's start the interview. Would you describe yourself as an artist? You're kind of artist.、Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I was probably for about twelve years、uh, selling my artwork.、Um, if I was to describe、uh, the art I do, it would be about a lot of mark making. When I like to paint, I like to use mixed media. I like to make it more interesting instead of seeing a very slick finish where everything is photorealistic. My work was almost what we call、uh, visceral, which is a very nice word for there's more、uh, dynamism. You can see the mark making. You can see the brush strokes. You can see the movement of the application of the media that you're using. So my work,、um, a little bit like the artist De Kooning,、um, his work is quite interesting. But it's all about the application of the paint. So if I painted a person, I would generally build it up in layers. We were always taught to use a monochrome first,、mm-hmm. and then you go in there with your acrylics or your oils to give your artwork a depth. So, if I was to describe myself as an artist, I would say I was more into the, the usage of mark making and different techniques to show that the artwork has、uh, like some life to it. For our next class, I'll show you one of my big Buddha heads because from a distance it looks quite clean. But when you get up close, you can see the pastels. You can see the paint marks. So if you like zoom into a part of it, it's like a world inside a world.、Um, so I'm more interested in mark making and making the artwork look like it's breathing. I found that if you are very creative with your application,、um, your art. It's slightly three-dimensional, so it looks a little bit more interesting than a very tight painting. So, if I was to describe myself, a visceral multimedia artist, which means heavy mark making using any material. Oh wow!、Okay. It sounds like a dynamic, dynamic artist, right? Yeah, it's good fun. Very good fun. You can. Yeah. So interesting. Who is your biggest、uh, influence on your attitude? So kind of who who impact you? Kind of you become that style. Okay, that's a very interesting question. It's a very good question.、Uh, from a very young age, my parents had a beautiful oil painting of、uh, a beach scene looking at the ocean with waves coming in. But it was just before a storm, so it's very dramatic. All the water was what we call broiling and frothing. So that painting I studied from this big to this big.、Uh, so what? Painting that my parents bought and 
inspired me to start drawing from an early age. Um, the, the Impressionist movement, uh, that influenced me a lot because they broke away from, from tradition. The Impressionists were very uh, radical in their approach to art. Classical art, up until the Impressionists, took hours and weeks and months from a still life and the uh, Impressionists would go outside and they would do a very quick impression of the world around them. They would capture it very quickly and their mark making under speed of application kind of pushed me in the direction that I went in because I became more interested in how you apply the uh, paints or the pastels instead of just about what you're um, painting. So it became about the application rather than the finished piece. So for example, most of the Impressionists, um, even Degas, in the way he paints, very similar to mine. You can see his brush marks yeah. a run of paints though. The Impressionists, Degas, Monet, Picasso, yeah. and then some of the later ones, for example, Mark Rothko, um, very interesting designer, and also a sculptor called Andy Goldsworthy, who isn't very well known. Degas, Monet, Picasso, and Mark Rothko, definitely. When art became more into abstractions, a very interesting part of art history, because they took a lot of what we call flack criticism from the art world for trying something new. So usually in art, we call it uh, the shock of being new. When you do something revolutionary, the public generally doesn't understand it, and the art system doesn't understand it. So if you're a very, what we call, avant-garde artist, sort of at the cutting edge, your work probably won't be understood in your lifetime. It's a tragedy with artists. They generally get famous when they die. Um, so yeah, I'm very much uh, influenced by the Impressionists and the early move into an abstraction. How do you deliver your career? Just to kind of now your career about? That's a good question because um, when the Great Recession hit in 2008 in the UK, it became really, really difficult to sell artwork. Um, I was inspired to do it because I wanted to be my own boss and I wanted to stay being creative. And it was quite fruitful until huge society collapse of financial uh, matters and people weren't buying artwork anymore. If, if they were going to buy something, they would buy a print. So unfortunately, as technology got better and better and better, an artist became what we call more redundant. Um, 
the, the amount of hours it takes to create a painting, you have to add up like an hourly wage. That's why some paintings are really expensive. Um, and nowadays people can go to a local market and buy a very sophisticated computer print on a very big canvas for very little money. So the what we call the advent of computer design, it, it pretty much kills art as we as we knew it. Um, now there's a struggle between buying a print for cheap money and then somebody making a career out of art. So unfortunately, I was a victim of the 2008 financial collapse. Before that, art was selling everywhere, on eBay, online, with exhibitions, and each of my paintings had a business card with a link to a website. And if you bought again, or if you uh, said, I was recommended to you by so-and-so, the next client got a discount to try to make the business sweet for buyers. Unfortunately, as the financial uh, crisis on the planet got worse, it just wasn't enough to pay the bills. And that's when I became a teacher. So I, I changed, I went from art to music, back to art and then to teaching. Okay. Okay, so uh, uh, just say uh, you say that you now become a teacher. So, any suggestion for the kind of the major uh, creativity course students? Any suggestion for them and for future career? Yep. Yeah. My my uh, main advice would be time management to become cost effective i found that if i, I was i was competing with print prints and lots of different digital prints so i had to work on several paintings at once so if i was using red i would put it on five or six different canvases and work on them all at once so i spent less time and i could charge less money in the hope of a sale so my advice would be very good time management and try to be as cost effective as possible which means maybe working on multiple pieces at once to try and guarantee one sale because the artist now is in a race with the computer and unfortunately it's a race that humans are losing and are going to continue to lose now that AI is even doing art that's sold in some of these. Yeah. It's very interesting crossroads. Very difficult to be an artist in the modern world. Um, that's why you've got to love it 100%. Um, if you live and breathe your art, you have a chance of making it. If you're very casual, you'll probably be one of the unlucky ones. So massive commitment, massive desire, massive love for what you do, then try to do it as fast as you can and effectively as you can. And for me, that meant if I was painting, for example, Shade Bravada, I would paint six at the same time, using all the same colors, same competition, and then I had six for sale instead of just one for sale. So that was what we call effective time 
management to keep your costs low. So I worked on multiple pieces at once, doing clones of the same piece, so I had more to sell for a lower asking price. And that was quite successful until the financial collapse of 08. So effective new time management and try to be very cost effective maybe work on more than one piece at one time. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a smart way. This, uh, this is my first time heard that. <laughs> so, um, what do you think maybe we can uh, become a successful artist need how long to do this journey, maybe? Oh, that's a, that's a lovely question. Um, that, that's a beautiful one because some people are very academic. You must have your A-levels, your BA, you must have your masters, you must have a PhD. Other people are just born with a gift where they like to paint. Yes. So I think you could go the academic route, but sometimes that makes you what we call pigeonholed. You're good at one thing specifically. Um, I would say there's no right or wrong way to go. Um, in art school, the teachers were very critical of some people's styles and not critical of other people's. We call it nepotism. If you have a good family name, the teachers favor you. If you're an unknown family, you don't get as much uh, respect. So art is full of what we call nepotism, which basically means if your family name is high up in society, you're almost gifted a much easier journey in the art world. It's very sad, but it's yeah. always been like that. It's um, also so reality, right? That's the reality. <laughs> so, um, it's very hard now to make money off being creative. You need a great social media platform. You need a growing social media platform on every level, Facebook, Instagram, anything to get your name out there. Um, this is why I like street artists because they take their art to the street and it's gone very quickly. But what they've done is the average person will never go to a gallery saw art on their way to work. So it's quite an interesting sociological change. Like the artist Banksy, an activist and extremist, completely unknown. He doesn't stand up and say, it was me. You sold my work for 10 million, I want my money. He's an anonymous artist against capitalism. Very interesting. So artists have gone to new extremes to not take money, but to get a political message out there. Um, it's a very interesting period of art at the moment. Everybody always accuses art of dying, but it always reinvents itself because it's uh, 
a primal human pulse. It's, it's normal for human beings to create, to express themselves, to make something and to show it to others. So to be an artist or to be creative, you're basically following uh, a God-given blueprint for the expression of the human soul. And that's why I believe art in any form is an expression of the soul. Whether you think it's good or bad, it maybe doesn't matter as long as that person was happy expressing themselves. Yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, Daniel, thank you for accepting my interview. Thank you. Bye.